commence primary ignition. This is Star Wars. Look out! You may fire when ready. From the right center of the galaxy, I'm Grex Kondak, and you're listening to Core World News, your Hornet news show for in-depth coverage and analysis of all the latest stories from around the galaxy. Now, for a special edition of Fistful of Beskar. And now, for Fistful of Beskar. All right, this is the penultimate uh, episode of the season here. Um, mm-hmm. Adam, what's this one called? This is called The Reckoning. Uh, yes, episode seven, The Reckoning. A.K.A. The Trap, as I was calling it before <laughs> it even started. Really? So you saw this one coming, then? Well, my wife and I are watching it this morning, and first of all, I got to stop watching the previously on, because that ruined pretty much everything. Um, yeah, a lot. Yeah, a lot. And then and then once we get the the message from Grief Karga, my wife's like, are we supposed to trust him? Yeah, it's <laughs> a like, trap. I literally when it cut away, I was like waiting for chapter seven, the trap. And nope, we get the reckoning, which is fine. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to say we called this show, guys. but Yeah, we called this show. We called I'll this say. show. Yeah. yeah, pretty we, much we, everything. We basically said Grief's going to come back as an ally. We were like, he's definitely gonna be an ally again. We yep. said, we said, baby Yoda's gonna choke someone. Yep. We said that he was gonna go back and gather up all the people <laughs> he's met along the way for the yep. last mission. We said, that's three. That's three. We also said Yoda's gonna end up back in the hands of the Imperials. I mean, and that seems pretty obvious. I mean, and again, we talked yeah. about of uh, elemental and arch- archetypal this the storytelling is and this, the characters are, and so yeah, it all works for a kind of a elegant simplicity, but it's. It's fun to be able to kind of read it, uh, to think ahead and, and, and get things right. And I, I love the show, you know, at least sets things up for you to do that. Yeah, I will say I did not when, you know, we can get to it when we get to it. But I did not see the ending coming the way it came necessarily. Oh, neither did I. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, after um, uh, after the deal goes bad, uh, I, I didn't I couldn't predict any of that stuff. So I thought that, that was really fun, really fresh, really interesting. And um, Giancarlo Esposito. Moff Gideon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finally. Yeah, Moff, Moff Gideon, is that that was his, that's the name? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really intimidating. I was like, how are they going to make this guy like look? Like how bad could he be, right? Like, you know, the Mandalorian already smoked that whole like deployment of stormtroopers. Um, but uh yeah, turns out the empire is a little bit stronger in that neck of the woods than we thought. Yeah. Do you guys yeah. want to back and do this chronologically and just run through the episode? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. So in the beginning, we get the uh, the message from Grief, as you said, as you you talked to uh, Carly about Adam, <laughs> and uh, yeah. she didn't trust him. Uh, I I don't want to trust Grief Karga. Obviously, he's the head of the guild, and they all turned on on Mando. But Carl Weathers is just so damn charming. Yes, yeah. he is uh, doing good fun. work. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I I can't turn my back on him. I think he's a great character. I hope I and and after this episode, I hope he stays an ally for the long run. Or I hope he doesn't meet his end anytime soon either. I hope he stays uh, stays alive, keeps yeah. kicking. And it gave some like validation for the past couple episodes where he's just sort of like, you know, you get the sense where he's it's time. He he realized he's not going to be able to outrun um, both the empire and uh, the guild forever, um, yeah. you know, and be able to give this, you know, child any sort of life. Yeah. So I really, 
Yeah, I really appreciate the last couple of episodes did such a good job of being fun standalone episodes, but at the same time, making his decision to give it a shot makes sense, right? Yeah. Like because of that, he's constantly just every time he thinks he's found a place to settle down, there's stuff going on. So he just knows he needs to solve this somehow. Yeah. And, yeah. and grief offers him, quote, one last commission. <laughs> yeah. He also like waiting for before like one day to retirement. He also uses the word proposition, which is one of my favorite Westerns of all time. Yeah. I'm hoping that they just replaced offer with proposition as a kind of, you know, to allude to that film. But it was it was just a fun way to start the episode. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I love Grief Carga. I hope I, I think that character is really, really exciting and interesting. But um, let's jump to the next character. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, Cara Doom. Yeah. So we go back and when we meet, we meet up with her. She is wrestling uh, again. Surprise. Yeah. Surprise. Yeah. yeah. It's a- it's like a uh, like Kate, like a bare knuckle boxing kind of thing with like these gravity belts that kind of link the two fighters together so they can't separate. Is that that's kind of what I got from it? Yeah, totally. Yeah. That seems to almost shock them if they get too far away. Like it was a little unclear, uh, yeah. but I liked it a lot. It was very fun. Yeah, that was really cool. Um, and, yeah, and then at one point the guy's pulling on it like a rope. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was really that was funny. Um, yeah, so. Uh, Mando asks for her help in this this job uh, back on Navarro that he's going back to uh, to take out the the kind of imperial warlord that is um, I, he was called the client in the first episode I'm talking about Werner Herzog's character but I believe he's referred to as like the, the warlord now is that right No um, she's like oh he's just some two bit warlord and he's like he's oh that's not right a yeah. Yeah. he's an imperial and she's like I'm in like that's yeah all. that's all it took yeah okay yeah that's cool. Um, yeah, so that happens. Um, what happens after that? Uh, then he goes and collects um, our uh, uh, Nick Nolte. Quill, yep. Quill. Sorry. Quill. 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 Uh, yeah, that was, a, that was a really fun rendezvous, too. Um, and we also gathered our, our friend uh, IG-11, which we knew we hadn't seen the end of him either. <laughs> yeah. Least shocking reveal ever. I know, but also most surprising montage. I was like, why am I getting a two minute <laughs> montage of the rehabilitation of IG 11? I'm like, what is happening? And I like thoroughly enjoyed it, but I was just like, oh, it's still happening. Oh, it's still going on. Oh, look at this. He's learning how to walk. It was a funny series. It was. It was yeah. Like, uh, yeah. What an interesting choice. I was like, all right. Well, I think they wanted you to see that time passes, so you you would feel that maybe IG Eleven has uh, his connection to Quill has grown, and therefore the end of the episode is is more impactful. You know what I mean? So like that, it's kind of a, a way of collapsing time. Yeah. It it says some interesting thing about droid development. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Like, I mean, really getting into it with that. Yeah, they have to learn like humans learn apparently, which is frightening. Yeah, really pretty cool though. I mean, it, yeah. it makes Quill an even more interesting character and um i mean he's a fascinating character i expected like an ugnot to be a really one-dimensional sort of snorty mechanic like he yep. isn't like they are in every other thing but he's like you know he's like i was an indentured servant for three of your lifetimes and yeah. i was like oh which poor guy. yeah yeah and leads to some really interesting back and forths between quill and cara dune yeah. like basically on opposite sides of the fight even though quill wasn't really a a you know willing participant but still interesting. i know and i love that like we i, I feel like i understand what he was doing based on um rebels like remember that like yeah chin where they stole the uh, y-wings 
Um, it was manned by Ugnaughts, and we sort of see them through Rebels as just like workers um, in various, you know, in various places for the uh, for the Empire. Yeah, I yeah. was hoping he was going to be on Cloud City, but apparently not. <laughs> oh yes, that's right. There was uh, a, yeah. um, running the um, the the Tabana gas farm. I once remember playing Keep Away with a droid's head. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, that would be. That's cool. a lot for exposition, though. <laughs> You, what, you, you, that's clunky you're saying you can't fit that in that's naturally so <laughs> um, but I, you know what it's really interesting uh i think when quill first sees uh baby yoda he says something uh, i think he's trying to identify what it is and he and he, he brings up the gene farms yeah yes. what was that about yeah you hear that line i was like yeah oh okay and I guess while he was in uh, in servitude to the Empire, he 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 saw these this information regarding gene farms. Is that right? Something. Yeah, he, something I mean, like you would, that. One would think so if he spent the bulk of his life there. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, he essentially addressed what we were wondering, like if it was a clone, right? Right. And or, then uh, he's know, also it getting was created. Yeah. 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 Um. Uh, uh, and then he that allowed Russell. Sorry. Uh, you, what were you gonna say, Ben? Go I was gonna it. say allowed that backhanded um, insult slash compliment to a uh, character. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, um, yeah. I, I, it, so at one point, after they've collected Quill and they brought him aboard IG Eleven, the Blurgs all aboard the Mando ship, which is kind of crazy to me. There's like a stable of Blurgs below deck. <laughs> I know that <laughs> like, was very surprising that they all came out riding Blurgs, but I was like, all right, whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Um, me too. But, yeah. Uh, so Cara, Cara Dune and, uh, Mando are arm wrestling and baby Yoda is, uh, watching and, uh, he uses the force. He uses force choke on Cara yeah. Dune because yeah. he's, well, I guess Mando might lose that arm wrestling match. And, uh, and that's super interesting. And we had talked about that possibly happening. Um, and we'll talk about that in a second, but it, he, uh, Quill says that he's seen something like this before while he was serving the empire or whatever in, in in servitude or while he was with the empire or whatever and then Kara Kara interrupts him and he's never allowed to really bring up the force <laughs> or say the words of the force or anything. Yeah. Like and I he noticed never that I saw force yeah. choke in the empire. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I wonder where. Um yeah. But I, I was, love the restraint because I was waiting for the here's the force. Like they're gonna say the term the force, which is fine if they did, but I was I was really shocked they got through without ever saying that. Yeah. yeah. Um Cool, yeah. And as far as Baby Yoda using Force Choke, I'd always thought he was going to use uh, Force Choke because um, that kind of like that inherent neutrality that like children have, like, is yeah. is, an, is a, a is a realm of the Force we haven't explored yet. You know what I mean? Like that. Like, and there's a beautiful passage in the uh, Secrets of the the Jedi book. I, I think you picked this one up, Adam. But uh, it's about the balance of the Force. It's in, I think, mm -hmm. uh, page uh, probably like three or four. But um, it reads, um, using the Force properly is all about finding balance. And some Force users, particularly Force-sensitive children, known by the Jedi as younglings, are able, are able to tap into its energies without an obvious alignment in either side. The Force simply flows through them in the purest form. Based on the constant struggle I've witnessed between the light and the dark sides of the Force, Perhaps their innate neutrality can teach us all a valuable lesson. And I thought that was that was something to take into factor, to take into um, consideration. Account. Yeah, into account or consideration when, when, when thinking about Baby Yoda. I think that we're seeing the innate neutrality of the Force. And I think yeah. that's 
important. I agree. I just think a toddler with the force is a scary proposition. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. And I like the way they did it. Like I like the way they didn't make him look mean or they didn't make him look that is it was actually neutrality is kind of the perfect world. He word he looked very neutral when he was doing it, right? Like he just he saw his parental figure struggling and mm-hmm. used whatever tool he had to help, right? And that's what is expected in that situation. Yeah, I loved that scene. I loved watching Mando figure it out, like sort of panic. And like yeah. you see the panic behind the mask somehow. He's yeah. so motive with that stupid thing. Yeah. And he's just like, he looks back and forth and he's like, oh no. And uh, yeah. yeah, that so was good. really pretty. I, I, love, I love the idea that the Mando is, is so well versed in the natural world and native inhabitants and kind of the, the local natives of all these different planets and cultures and things like that. But he's never seen something like Baby Yoda. Like that is... That to me is very profound and interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the visor takes on new meaning when he's looking at Baby Yoda in those moments. Yep, I know. Totally. It's I'm uh, it, to that point too. Like I'm interested to see how if we learn more about his relationship with droids. Oh, I guess he hates droids because of the droid army that killed his parents. Yeah, so, I think so. There's a super battle droid aiming a wrist launcher at his face. In yeah, the yeah. yeah, it's yeah, funny, Ben. Like, destroying a city. Yeah, that's probably. <laughs> I did. Thing. I did the exact same thing you just did three times during the episode because uh, right. I'm like, I wonder when we're going to hear a story of, oh, that's right. I wonder <laughs> yeah. if they're going to, oh, wait, that's right. Because I feel like there's going to be more and there's not. Not that there yeah. has to be more. That's a pretty good motivation. But it's that's just it. funny. That's it. Like, yeah, totally. Yeah. I, and actually, yeah, I just put, you just heard me put that together in real time. Because yeah. I'm like, well, like he's so like in their nature. And I'm like, what about the nature of droids? And it's like, it's more like the Native American thing. He's just like, oh, no, that droid was droid to be, you know, a killer. And so you can't trust a droid, but like, yeah, obviously, if you fought a droid army, you would not yeah. like droids either. And that actually really, you know, that makes a lot of sense why there's prejudice against droids in the galaxy, right? If you saw yeah. a droid army, like, you know, stampeding and enslaving worlds. But I also love that it was his downfall in this episode. In a lot of ways, like if IG-11 mm. was there, mm. that would have made a difference. If he right. Had tried. Definitely. Yeah. Right, because he wasn't. Oh, we're gonna see that because he wasn't there to protect his master. No, even though he technically yeah. should have been at the top of those stairs and be I know. like heads of both of those scout troopers. But that's what shocked me a little bit by the ending of this because that's not what I was expecting to happen. But we'll get there. Yeah, I love his line that um Quill says to Mando about droids, where he says, "Droids aren't good or bad; they are neutral reflections of those who imprint them." Yeah, yeah. that was awesome. That yeah. was really beautiful. Yeah, the Nolte lines. That, that was the moment where I was like, "Wow, this is actually this is why Nick Nolte like took this job, like I, this role." The, I was laughing the amount of Star Wars gobbledygook that yeah. they had Nick Nolte say. Yeah, it was amazing. Like that whole like the the farms and all this, or like the the gene farms or whatever they call it. Like, yeah, right. I can imagine him getting the pages, just saying like, "Um, fine, just make it the phonetic." Yeah. This is like the most serious role, though, he's done in like a decade. It's true. <laughs> it's so true. Well, yeah. certainly most viewed. It's definitely. Yeah. That's yeah. like luck. But I think luck was a decade ago. So I think you're right. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah. Really good character. Rest in peace. Quill. Um, yeah. Super. Rich. Not Nick Nolte. <laughs> no. Nick Nolte alive and well. At least Long not at the time of this taping. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Jeez. Um, yeah. But. Interesting what the Mandalorian says in response to Quill's line regarding droids, where he says, uh, you know, Quill's like, you know, it's, uh, only uh, droids aren't good or bad. It's something like they, the, uh, the, they're only programmed with the imprint of whatever those people. Yeah. Whatever right. that line was, blah, blah, blah. 
But then the Mandalorian says, I've seen otherwise. And that makes me think, like, did these droids become, like, like, did they self-actualize? Did they become, like, you know, self-aware? Like, did they become sentient? Like, the droids that attacked him and his family? Like, were these controlled by the Separatists? Were these, like, a rogue group of... Was it, like, the droid Gatra from the comics? Like, was this... Right. Was it a droid, or was it like a droid army, a self-sustaining droid army of its, uh, you know, on its own? Yeah, it could be like a rogue battalion or something. Yeah, makes me. Think. Yeah, or it could be just as simple as you know the separatists were like, we're going to protect your your country, great, and then you know they went back on their word and ended up just looting it. You know, I don't know. Yeah, it could yeah. be that. Yeah, um, super interesting. Let's yeah. jump forward. Um. Uh, to Novaro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's back. Yeah, and uh, made grief. They get off the the ship and they make grief. Um, I love how everyone's just you know hair trigger like yeah. ready to pull a draw on on each other. I thought I thought that was really fun. There's a lot of tension there. Um, uh, then grief finally. I was surprised that Mando let grief pick up Baby Yoda and like Me too. yeah. I was like, what is this decision about? That was a tense scene right there. <laughs> yeah, that was like a really tense. But it was, I think, I thought it was a great scene. You just saw him yeah. like unclip his, unholster his gun, his blaster, and that was the way it was going to be. It was just, yeah, totally. Um, yeah, and then they have their their journey across the um, lava plains of Navarro. <laughs> Is he a lava goat? Lava goat. Yeah. Was that a lava goat? I was hoping it was a blase tree goat from uh, Endor, <laughs> but it wasn't. I just thought a lava goat. Yeah, yeah it's definitely a lava goat. The, the hairless lava goat of Navarro. It's <laughs> famous. And they're delicious. They're a delicacy on a lot of planets, actually. It's on a spit, like, the next shot. Yeah, yeah. I love yeah. how they didn't even hunt it. They were just like, no, nah, we ate that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and it was fun to actually see characters eat again. In, I like seeing characters eat in Star Wars. It's kind of yeah. fun. Like, it's it's rare, but it's fun. Yeah. Yeah, because cool. it's sort of like how they did it. But, um... Really, they should have been looking to the skies. Um, that was <laughs> yep. an. Un- I love that they were like, "He's like, we got the what could possibly go wrong line out of uh, Carl Weathers, and like he got like predatored." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he so did. Wrote, oh, that's amazing. I wrote down "pitch black" in all caps. Oh yeah, oh yeah, pitch black. Like definitely creatures coming out of the, the shadows. Yeah, I, I, they got me. They lulled me into, into whatever because I was, I was engaged with it. And then, like, campfire scenes tend to, um, I tend to like kind of like get knocked out of movies when they happen. I know they serve an important. I thought of you when I when this happened. I was like, oh boy, here's an actual campfire. (laughs) So even though it's weird because that's one of my favorite scenes in solo of all things. Um but like so I was literally I literally looked down for a second my phone to check something, which I didn't do I never do during the show. And that just I did it. And the second I looked down, like a giant bird comes swooping down and I almost throw my phone across the room. (laughs) Like, oh it serves me right. I'm sorry for texting you, inundating you. Okay. <laughs> Actually, another yeah, thing. what it was. <laughs> I want to. I want to pause to say how or talk about how good the aliens look. Like the, yeah. the uh, uh, griefs, like henchmen that are with him. I think they look ex- Like they look so good. Yeah, I think there's a at the Trandoshan. I think and a Nikto. I think for. Yeah. Oh, it was one Trandoshan. I didn't really get that. There's one that like a, they were two of the dudes had had helmets covering their head. I definitely caught the the, the Nikto. 
yeah. and the Zabrak fighter earlier in the, uh, yeah. was great. Yeah. And yeah. I've seen a lot of aliens in Star Wars across all the Star Wars films and things like that. But these ones are really they're stepping it up. I think they, also the lighting, I think, has to do a lot with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The yeah. Costume design and the makeup it looks incredible. And the Mando is such a good you know, uh, kind of a uh, uh, kind of boot camp for figuring out new strategies to to explore, you know, makeup, costume design, all types of new ways to iterate on what they what they do in the films. But in a, in a way that's consistent where they're constantly making these episodes. So that's really cool. Yeah, pretty neat. So we get the triple cross then after after that? Well, we get the healing, right? Then we yeah. get the, oh, right. Which leads to the triple cross. And this is the first on-camera force heal, if I'm not correct. Yeah, it is. I think so, yeah. It was cool to see, actually. Because you they always talk about it, but I'm like, why don't we see more force healing? Why don't they heal each other more? Yeah. It was interesting. I did not when I, when I heard about force healing, and I always pictured it. I didn't necessarily picture it looking like Wolverine, um, right. and I, I, don't, I don't mean that negatively. It's just kind of like the cultural reference um, that I was. I expected it to be more like it would speed up the body's natural healing and like maybe suck the poison out. I was not expecting it to actively like reknit flesh. Right. So I don't quite know how I feel about that. I'll be honest. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not so off you know put off by it but i'm i'm not i don't think i love it but i don't know just personally where i'm at all right yeah just so i know everyone knows the one needs to know and cares right how do you feel grant do you love it or do you not love it or do you almost love it <laughs> I, i'm fine with it it's just it's fine. <laughs> yeah uh, yeah it's it's cool i i think it's meaningful and then and it's night it makes up for the choke earlier in the episode yes you know what i mean it yeah. really goes off that innate neutrality yeah, I love that it happened, and I love what it does for the plot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm glad Baby Baby Yoda can't be evil. They just can't go to the dark side that soon, just because <laughs> of a couple of the the Mandalorians, you know, mistakes. And he's, yep. I mean, because I feel like he's making the Mandalorian better. We talked about that last week. Like, yeah, Mandalorian suddenly has this very virtuistic like uh, creed now that he's sort yeah, of. Yeah, I mean, well. It's, <laughs> You haven't seen weaponized Baby Yoda yet. That's true. Yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting if there's ever a point where the Mandalorian decides to try to actually focus this thing, you know, on someone. Because as of right now, it's exactly what Grant was saying: neutrality, right? It's just it's just him seeing situations where he thinks he can help, right? And he doesn't right. realize he's hurting or, hel- or 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 you know when he's helping, but he's trying to help. It'd be interesting to see if he if he actually has a moment of of trying to use the baby to yeah. to do that. Well, well he's in a, they're in a tight spot at the end of this. Yeah, they are. Yeah. What I think they're setting up here is that the Imperials are going to capture Baby Yoda, and yep. they are going to weaponize him. And the only thing that can break him out of that kind of mind control is the Mandalorian. Like mm-hmm. that's what I think they're working towards here. Yeah, I would they love might, that. They might not be doing that. I mean, that's a story we I think we've seen a billion times, but. Yeah. That's just kind of what I think they're setting up. But again, very archetype as we've been talking about, very archetypal storytelling in the show, right? So I wouldn't expect anything, you know, crazy and out of the realm of possibility. Well, I'll cry when the Mandalorian, you know, breaks through whatever kind of mind control or what kind of influence uh, is corrupting Baby Yoda. Whenever he, we're gonna have to see like evil or like cyborg Baby Yoda, however they plan on sort of bending them to their will. Oh. It's tough to. Oh. No, no, no. Now I want to see Cyborg Baby Yoda. <laughs> now that has to happen. <laughs> I mean, it's because it would have to be some sort of like, you know, like some machine adaptation because it's like, I mean, it's just an infant, right? You can't just be like, now you're bad. And like Baby Yoda's like, gotcha. Yeah. You know, 
and plus, I mean, he really the only person's will he follows right now really is um, is the Mandalorians and anyone who's good to it. Yeah, well, he has a fifty-year past where there a lot could have happened in those fifty years. There could be other characters tied to the Baby Yoda that's introduced later. You know, like oh, I broke you out of that cloning facility. I'm this guy. You know, blah blah blah. You know, like they, there could be another character involved mm. in the play. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so we get the we get um, the client is back. Uh, they go back to the the city on Navarro, and it's now controlled by. Imperials, uh, ex-imperials, um, and the, the the scout troopers we see have this kind of dirty armor, and they look like they're part of uh, Werner Herzog's or like the clients kind of group or battalion. But yeah. then later in this episode, we see some clean stormtroopers. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they're all sort of dirty and all that. Love to see this. I loved the scout troopers like yeah. leaning against their uh, their hover bikes. That's amazing. Um, yeah, really cool. And so they get in, they realize they're in way over their heads. Clarity ensues. Rest in peace, the Imperial. Um, you know, and then we, we get, uh, Gus Franks. I mean, um, <laughs> sorry, Grand Moff, uh, Gideon's Gideon, survival. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And then, uh, Death Troopers. How were uh, you guys surprised by the old Death Troopers there? Um, no, I love a good Death Trooper. Me too. And I think I saw them, and I think I remember seeing them in one of the previews of Privacy still, so I wasn't surprised. <laughs> oh, but I, okay. I was I, actually kind of surprised. Yeah, but I do love seeing them. I'm so glad that that they're there. They're such a cool design. Yeah. And he and, didn't mess around. Like, that dude. mess around. He's like, an entire, like, legion of troopers were there. And, yeah. Um, pretty pretty great. I, I don't want to... Sorry, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm dominating this thing and no, 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 in the no. wrong direction but uh, also i'm just sort of speeding through all these touch points but his tie fighter that like <laughs> yes. in a unique way yeah super that cool. was what a what an entrance moment like yeah. <laughs> i don't like oh this guy is bad news <laughs> that's a tie entrance fighter it's like yeah. if you need a dramatic entrance you fly that particular <laughs> model of tie fighter <laughs> yeah um and his outfit, I mean, I've never seen a moth dressed like this in this kind of battle armor. It looks really, really cool. Yeah, I, lo- I love Cara Dune's reaction, though. Who's that? Yeah. <laughs> it's right. such a great, like, are you we supposed to know who this guy I is? Yeah. Right. <laughs> that is yeah. Awesome. yeah, that's after he says that. She's like, who's this guy? Yeah. <laughs> right. He's like yeah. in this big monologue, and she's like, what's going on with this guy? Yeah. Like, not listening to his monologue. I think that chest armor is like is Tie Fighter armor, um, which is always so. exciting. Definitely, oh. yeah, totally. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I'm excited to see what's going on there. Yeah, like you know, like you said, uh, Grant, they are they're clean, shiny, um, up to code um, stormtroopers and death troopers. So uh, we will see. Yeah, and he's um, specifically here to collect Baby Yoda. And I yeah. feel like at this last kind of like very end of this uh, movie, we're now or show or this episode, we're combining two elements from two Westerns, <laughs> two of my weirdly disparate favorite Westerns, <laughs> one being 
uh, and bear with me, guys. The movie Young Guns from the eighties, <laughs> like that, like that's a very like very end of the Young Guns when they're all just like totally outnumbered. Gatling gun shows up, and then uh, True Grit, like with um, the uh, the riding the blur almost to death with Baby Yoda. Yes, was, and I and I think I even talked to Grant a couple times. Like, I wonder if we're gonna get a True Grit moment, and I felt like we got it right with you got your True Grit moment. With, that's with a good Quill. call. I didn't think yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. It's also Butch. Uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, that kind of ending moment where yeah, they're you fine, know, be classier. Walk. It's young yeah. guns <laughs> or young guns, you know, or, or, yeah, or the Alamo. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll declass class of class myself. <laughs> no, but you're, you're right. It, I'm sure what they were actually going for was Butch Cassidy. And the Sundance <laughs> it kid. looks very, it's very Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid to me. But hey, in my movie, they get out of it alive. Well, right. a lot of them get out of it. Well. A sure. couple of them get out of it a lot. The important ones get out a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was awesome. I loved that. Uh, I mean, well, first of all, as soon as they, the first time they flash back to Queel on his mount, oh. I was like, oh, no. Like, you just oh, no. knew, like, uh, why, why, do I, why are they not back in the ship yet and why do we care? And then, yeah, sure enough. And then, I mean, that was a really tense scene, but. How cool is it to see them on speeders just like going across the terrain and those things? Best shot. We'll, we'll yeah. talk. About, we'll talk about our. You know, each time we review an episode, let's talk about our favorite shot, like our favorite, you know, uh, camera shot in the episode. I think my favorite is the uh, when the scout trooper just rides super fast by Baby Yoda and just scoops him up. Yeah, oh, that's a good but one. Yeah. I was like, that is an incredible shot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if they survived um, the Battle of Jakku, they got to be pretty good on those bikes or survive through the whole Empire and all that. So, yeah, they're probably pretty good, pretty good scout troopers. I'd say. Um, uh, yeah, that was uh, that was a pretty, pretty gnarly shot. And uh, yeah. And then uh, then then there we are. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Oh, uh, just laying out there on the ground. Yeah. Very oh. end. Carly goes, oh, no, baby Yoda. And I'm like. I almost swore real bad, but I'm like, Blake, baby Yoda, what about Quill? Right. I know Quill, Quill dead. Yeah, he dead. <laughs> yeah, baby baby Yoda was moving. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was so confused by what we were seeing at first, which I loved because it was just baby Yoda on the ground. And I'm like, I, my first thought was that Quill just drop the baby and run. <laughs> and and, and right. then I'm like, because I'm like, because I did not want to believe he was dead. And the second they search, I'm like, oh, no. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's what I thought too. I thought it was like you know, like he hid Baby Yoda and like ran yeah. with a decoy to like throw him off his scent or something. And then I was like, oh no, 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 they're dead. So looking ahead to next week, how does IG Eleven? What role does IG Eleven play? Does he was he? Do you think Quill programmed him to protect Baby Yoda? Do you think he's just going to become a killing machine bent on revenge, or you think he's just going to be making tea in the Razor Crest the entire time? I think revenge. I think you hit on it. I think he's going to find Quill outside the uh, the the crest, and he's going yeah. to mourn his loss, and then he's going to he's going to go to that gun cabinet. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, crap. Hey, Ben, oh, what do you think call. about the what do you think about the gun cabinet? Because I wrote my notes. Ben must be losing his mind when oh, she was going yeah. through the gun cabinet. There was an AC one eighty from um what's it called uh, that Jin Erso had that was like oh, that's, oh right. that's a really that's it's a configurable uh, sniper configuration. Then there was a couple I hadn't seen, which is like there was like a snub nose. Um, yeah. Uh, I think that was like a cutoff version of what the um, 
Jawas use their like their blaster thing. Sure looked like it. I had the and same then thought. There was yeah. also like a sawed off T twenty one, which are those like really long, like a um heavy assault blasters that uh some of the stormtroopers use in um in uh, uh the snow troopers use in like Empire and, yeah. and, and uh, but he had like a miniature version of that one and I was like, Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> There's some good stuff. I'm glad they gave us that, but it'll be interesting which ones that IG-11 chooses to uh, go on his uh, this revenge. This is still rampage. speculation. Still speculation. <clears throat> is it, Grant? <laughs> I think it's a pretty good way to go, but... Uh... You've got a town full of stormtroopers, <laughs> and you've got a robot that can shoot two guns in 360 degrees with, you right. know, shut and it's super fitting that a droid save his life and become his, uh, his life yeah. friend. Like it's super fitting for that that for that to be the ending of the season. Like he loses Yoda, but gets gets the droid friend and starts to uh, uh, to, to rehabilitate his his um, <laughs> his interaction <laughs> with droids and like fix that whole that that trauma. Uh, uh, I'm gonna go darker because I think he's gonna lose his mind. I think that droid's gonna get like because of the fact that it's been reprogrammed and trained. That I think it's just gonna go on a killing spree and just discriminately. Yeah, and I think that's gonna be part of the issue. <laughs> I don't think um, so. Because remember what Quill said in this episode: how it's like a reflection of what the you know the programmer has put in the droid. Like that's what. So it's gonna be Quill. Yeah. Basically, it's gonna have his morals. Which I is, love that. Yeah. I hope that's for because I want this character to be around in season two. Yeah. Well, can um, I ask you a question? Yeah, go for it. Why, why, why isn't this IG-88? Uh, I don't because know. it's not Boba Fett and IG-88. It's the Mandalorian. Yeah, I think because they didn't want to bring in, because we haven't seen any of the known bounty hunters yet. Like, we haven't gotten any, even the lesser ones, right? Like, we yeah. haven't gotten a Dengar yet. So, I mean... But we can't get one, and it can't be IG-88? Like, I... I think I think if IG Eleven makes it through, which I think I like I like Grant's idea and I hope he does, I we might get an IG eighty eight in season two, right? Like that might be a subplot is IG eighty eight coming after IG eleven. Well that's the thing is like that's why I feel like having it be almost Boba Fett and then almost IG eighty eight is dumber than having one be like, No, that is IG eighty eight, but that's not Boba Fett. And like, I don't know. Does that make any sense? It does. I think we're going to get, we've only gotten second tier. And then we had like almost Forlom, you know? Well, that's the thing. Like we've only been getting second tier bounty hunters this season. And I feel no dread whatsoever Mm -hmm. with them. And I feel like that's going to be part of season two is like, here are the real guns coming after people. Okay. So we could actually see Zuckus and like, she could be like, just like noticeable step up and more menacing. Right. Maybe we get a Bosk. Maybe we get a Dengar. Right. Like we get some of that. Yeah. Okay. I think you have to give us one a season though. Like if you're going to give us uh, an old school bounty hunter from the original trilogy, like just give us like one a season. Cause I feel like I don't overkill. I want too many of them appearing. Yeah. So what, what really threw me for a loop and kind of perplexes me still is uh, we saw those boots uh, with the spurs like walk up to Fennec mm-hmm. and in episode, I want to say five. Yeah. Uh, right. And um, yeah. uh, uh, we still haven't seen, we've, it hasn't been revealed who that character is. And I'm now with the, with the, the, the cape, I'm imagining it is, it was um, Moff Gideon here. But um, when he, when he makes his entrance in, entrance in this episode, I didn't hear any, jingling no, here no spurs spurs yeah, no space so, spurs so really all, yeah i can't yeah it felt weird too like just i don't know well i i really don't know i wonder if there's going to be like a, a a tag at the end of next episode 
that kind of maybe it's just hinting who the big bad for season two is. Do we know who know. the we know who the director is for the last episode? So yeah, I wanted to talk about that for a second. It's it's Taika Waititi. Um, uh, right. Which right. I, I remember at first thinking, oh, well, that's weird that they have him directing the finale because he usually directs things that are lighter in tone. Right. But then I realized he of all the directors, like he's the only one who's directed a multi-million dollar blockbuster <laughs> movie. Right. Like like all the rest oh. of. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, because Favre didn't direct any of them. Um, and right. the rest are really good. Like, I'm not trying to downplay any of them, but they've only directed for the small screen, right? So to me, yeah. I'm out, now I'm like, oh, we're going to get some big things happening. Someone who knows how to direct big, giant action scenes, who knows how to deal with, like, giant special effects. So I think it's, it's going to be a really spectacular episode. Have we, have we heard anything about length of episode? No, I was thinking I, really I was wondering the same thing. I really love episode. I would love it. I, I just give me an hour, Easy? like yeah, <laughs> solid hour. Yeah. yeah, we might get an extended episode. I wouldn't be surprised. I really think we deserve that for no reason. But well, I always thought the original. I always thought it was supposed to be ten episodes. The first season was supposed to be ten episodes. And Somehow it got an hour each. Adam. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was told. That's what I was promised. Yeah. So we we do the math, but I think we're missing about four or five hours here. So. Right. So that'll be fine. You can make a five hour finale, and I'll call it even. There you go. Um, so what do you guys think Fennec Shand and whoever the, the, the mystery character in the Spurs, do you think they're going to play in the final episode? Uh, if it's not Gideon, I don't think so. Other than maybe a stinger at the end. I think that could be our entrance. I could be, I, I, as much as I kind of don't want it because I don't love the character, I think um, that could be Cad Bane. And Cad Bane will sort of and bring the Mandalorian into the first tier. Yeah, the That'd first tier of elite um, bounty hunters. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I think you might have hit the nail on the head there. Yeah, because I asked about the director because I was wondering if it was Filoni. Um, but I don't know. I mean, if it's uh, Taika, I mean, like, obviously, that's that's IG-11. That's his character also. So, I mean, he might there might be a, a lot of IG-11 in the finale, and that's why it's Taika Waititi, but... Um, we'll see. I don't know, but I, I just think Spurs, the only space Spurs we've seen has been Cad Bane, right? Uh, I think so. I'll have to go back and watch those episodes because I don't I don't remember him having Spurs, but that he wears a cowboy it's hat. Very cowboy. Yeah. yeah. So you want to hear the official description of episode eight? Sure. The sure. Mandalorian comes face to face with an unexpected enemy. All right. Well, good. That tells us nothing. Thank then, you. So Cad Bane confirmed. Um, there we go. <laughs> Or I don't know, but I mean, brand new character. We've seen all the characters now introduced that were sort of that have been teased, right? Uh, With, yeah. John um, Carlo Esposito is sort of the last one. I feel like if you set up a big reveal in episode one with Baby Yoda, there's got to be a big reveal in episode eight. Yeah. Of some kind. Do you uh, think it's going to come to any sort of conclusion or are we going to get a cliffhanger here for season two? Uh, both. I think, I think what they'll do is they'll, I think we'll get a, a, a somewhat of, I don't know. I think we're going to get somewhat of a conclusion of this main story line, but it's going to probably hint at where it could go in season two. What do you, what do you think, Grant? Cause now in the middle of that sentence, I completely was unsure of what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I was just thinking about Cad Bane and, and what that could possibly be. I we was, lost Grant at Cad Bane. Yeah. So, we so broke Grant. I think, I think in the storyboards for the Clone Wars, I think Boba Fett and Cad Bane fight, but they had never made the episode to actually showcase that fight. Right. Uh, they kind of just, I don't know if they got canceled or they stopped production, but they, they stopped before they made that episode. Maybe we'll see in the attic of it. 
But it just makes me think uh, it would be so interesting to see it in live action, have it be the Mandalorian versus this unexpected enemy. And it, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think they basically had like a fast draw standoff like type situation in the yeah. in Clone Wars episode. And that is the biggest, most famous Western trope of all time. Yeah. Have to imagine that might play at the very end of this episode. In, in oh, the totally. Yeah, you know, we haven't I, seen that yet. That's like the last remaining right. trope. You're yeah. right. They have to have like at, at yeah, high noon or whatever. High noon kind of thing. My my best outcome of that would be that um the Mandalorian kills Cad Bane and steals his jetpack boots. Like yes. and that's like yeah. that's like he doesn't have the, the conventional jetpack, but he's even better jetpack boots. Yes. <laughs> that might be and my favorite story route, but all right. <laughs> during the fight, his hat gets lit on fire by the Mandalorian's uh flamethrower. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then he loses his powers. Without <laughs> yeah sorry dave filoni <laughs> yeah sorry no love the You're... character i guess in theory i, I don't know i don't love I, don't. I don't i don't i don't know what it is like it's a I cool yeah. idea I, I guess the because the the character himself is kind of a jerk and um and he's like he's totally op like he's taken down like um jedi and i'm like easy easy yeah, Again, I don't think he like sneaks into the Jedi Temple and like I don't know if he like takes hostages or like plants bombs or something. I was like, that is super shady. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, I I have no sympathy for this character, and I yeah. hope he. Yeah, it would be great to see him get smoked by um, the Mando. We'll oh see. yeah, totally. Well, we only got ten days to wait. Yeah. I hope hopefully something will happen in the next day or so that'll take her mind off of it for a while. I know. If only there was some large Star Wars um, <laughs> incident that could happen. Oh, right. There is uh, the new Kylo Ren comic book series came out today. Yeah, oh, there we go. There you go. Uh, on a side note, I might sit down and rewatch the first seven episodes mm, before. Yeah. I'd like to do that, too. I rewatched the first three, but like the last yeah. the last um, few I've been wanting to see again really bad. Yeah. So. Maybe I'll make my uh, in-laws watch them. Oh yeah, that's this is a that's a great Hollywood thing. It's like, oh, you haven't seen the Mandalorian yet? Well, we got to see. That. I think they would like it. I mean, I've taken them to. I'm sure I'll take Everyone them to Rise of Skywalker. It. They've I've taken them to the Star Wars movies whenever yeah. we go over there for Christmas, and they're coming out here this year. So maybe we'll make them watch the Mandalorian. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, good good family activity right there. I'm yeah, sure that's yeah. not a coincidence. Um, cool. Well, awesome guys. Anything else you want to say about this episode? Or uh, I think we pretty much covered it, huh? I think we're good. Yeah. Good. All right. Cool. Well, um, thanks again for listening to us. We really appreciate it. Um, We love doing it. And um, we got a couple more episodes uh, coming up for you this week. Um, One Jedi Fallen Order episode that's going to be a standalone. It'll be spoilery, and we talk about that whole thing. And then, uh, of course, uh, The Rise of Skywalker. Um, So keep on listening. That'll be our... um, yeah, that'll be so. We'll we'll finally get through our hundredth episode um, this uh, this week, which will be a milestone for us and a milestone for um, Star the Wars world. fans worldwide. The world, <laughs> yes, and anyone who ever liked a Star Wars. Um, so, all right, thanks again. Keep listening. Have a great week, and may the force be with you. This is Grex Kondak signing off. For the latest breaking news, follow at Core World News on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you, and good night. Remember. Force will be with you always.